Welcome to Sage Talks. I'm Dr. Michelle Stanton. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Sage Talks. I'm Dr. Michelle. Today with me, I have Dr. Sarah Bullenbach. She and I went to school at Cleveland, uh, back when it was Cleveland Chiropractic, and um, she is currently a chiropractor in Northwest Wichita in Mays, Kansas, at uh, the ICT Chiropractic and Acupuncture Clinic. Did I say that right? Is there a clinic at the end? Yeah, there's okay. not, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure you Google that, you'll find her. Um, yeah. And she's also a birth fit leader. And she is mom to Nash and Bodie. Pretty recently you had Bodie, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's almost four months. Oh my gosh. So that's exciting. Sarah and I uh, are going to be talking about the birth fit summit that happened yesterday as of this recording. Um, We're going to be talking about some uh, exciting points that we picked up from that, but we also want to talk about, so the theme from the birth fit summer summit this year was postpartum. So we're going to be talking a little bit first off about our postpartum experiences. Um, so Sarah, go ahead and just give us what you want to about your personal postpartum experience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, hello, everyone listening. And a lot of things went into that decision. Thank you for inviting me and having us on. Um, two completely different yet very similar postpartum experiences. Um, my first one, I had our son November, 2016. Um, he came five weeks early, uh, via cesarean thought I knew everything found out. I knew nothing. Looking back, I can definitely say there was a few dark months within the first two to three months postpartum. Um, but I couldn't see it when I was in it. And of course, nobody wants to tell you that when you're in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. so definitely had to like come into our own and, you know, figure out what being a mom and a parent and still being a wife involved for sure. And how much nutrition played a part and mental health. Good gracious. Mm-hmm. Like that was huge turning point with that first experience. Um, second round, most recently, Miss Bodie came February 11th. Uh, right. Yeah. February 11th. Prepared <laughs> that mom brain, right? Exactly. Um, thought I was prepared, um, as much as anyone can be. Uh, turned out another cesarean. Um, we did have a midwife, but you know, things happen and fall how they may, and you just kind of got to roll with it, sure. Um, so again mentally uh thank god for my therapist and that i still i've been with her since i had nash um what else nutrition is great um i'm okay asking for help this time around um but at a month in you know covid spiked um here in wichita it reached its um what do i say not peak but it that's when um the lockdown happened okay yeah not sharing her with the world, but it almost made me overprotective mm-hmm. um, a little bit. So that was hard to kind of, you know, start letting people in and meeting her and things like that. Um, and then just being cut off from, you know, that physical touch and being in person with like others. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it was, you know, at that time, you know, early February, early March, we didn't know what how babies would be affected so i'm sure that was such a scary time no one knew anything first of all and then on top of it you're a mom of a newborn you know and you don't know how that's going to affect your baby that had to be so scary right exactly and 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 isolating like you said yeah very yes so i was scared of uh falling into the depressive state again um but luckily i was surrounded i mean my husband chris dr chris uh, he called me out on it and I'm kind of happy he did. He's like, you're kind of slipping back into that state. And I'm like, okay, you're probably right. Let's go on more walks. Let's get some sunshine. Let's change things up a bit. So that helped a ton. Oh, that's so nice. Chris is so yeah. such a great guy. He went to school with us too. Well, that's where, is that where you guys met? Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's nice. He's good friends with, or he was, I don't know. They've kind of lost touch. Good friends with my husband, Dr. George. Mm -hmm. So that's just so funny how paths cross. We don't have to get into this a whole lot, but you know, you were planning on, I don't know about your first birth. You said it was an unplanned uh, unplanned cesarean. Yes. Mm -hmm. So both were. So do you feel like that switch from this is what I'm expecting? I'm expecting, you know, maybe a vaginal birth and making Mm -hmm. that, you know, that really last minute switch. Did that have any role in your kind of your postpartum depressive state? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say more in the first physically, just trying to recover from it because Um, since he came so early, they used a lot of methods for induction. I just didn't progress at that point. And then at, I mean, almost at 23 hours in, I, my body couldn't take anymore. So then we decided on a cesarean with him. And then with Bodhi, um, I labored, um, at home and at our midwife's office and, um, and it was early labor. This was not all active labor. Um, at two days in, she was not progressing as far as I thought my body could do. And so, um, at that point we transferred to the hospital and decided on another cesarean just to make sure, you know, she was okay and healthy and everything was going well. Yeah. You know, whatever your plan is, I just imagine that getting changed. Well, you know, we call it preference and not plan because it's not, you know, you can't plan for that. But I just no. imagine something as big as I want this method of delivery and it turns into another method, you know, whether that's vaginal to C-section or some people are planning on C-section and, you know, don't make it in time and have that vaginal delivery. And I, I imagine either way, those are two very different and two very, you know, um, I don't know if, tra- I don't want to say traumatic, but, you know, two very yeah. big events for your body. And if you're not expecting one, that has got to, you know, even emotionally, mentally has got to, mm-hmm. you know, mess with you. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to explain that, you know, unless you've kind of been in it, not necessarily having a C-section, but planning one way and prepping one way and you're, you just have every like bone in your body expecting one way. And then, you know, things change last minute. And I mean, sure. I will say I'm, I'm, happy that I prepped and have the nutrition even better this time because it's helped a ton and just flat out asking for help rather than you know friends just showing up and helping which god bless them for that but (laughs) um, (laughs) um, but yeah just two entirely different experiences to to mentally work through for sure yeah yeah so um, I'll talk a little bit about experience and that you know that idea of I know this is how it's going to go. I know this is what's going to happen. Everyone in my body thought I am going to get in there. You know, we are, we had a plan home birth and we ended up having home birth, but I thought I would just, you know, go into labor. That baby's going to come out in a couple hours. My midwife, you know, I would always ask her, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you expect for this birth? And she, she's, of course she said, well, I can't, you never know, but she had every, expectation that it would be a quick and easy birth. You know, I thought I did everything right. You know, you do everything you know to do. I exercised appropriately. I ate appropriately. Um, and I just thought it would be quick and easy. We, our office manager had a baby 10 weeks before we did. And, um, she and I crossfit together and her, her baby came so fast. And so I was like, Oh shoot, (laughs) you know, Bailey did it. I'm, you know, that's, I'll do it too. Um, so no, we, we had a long, you know, it was on and off a weekend and then 26 hours of active labor, active contractions, you know, my contractions would get closer and closer and then they would stall out and there'd be 20 or 30 minutes in between and they get closer and closer and I'd get in the tub and they'd stall out again. And so not only was it physically exhausting, but it was mentally exhausting because I thought, why is this not happening the way it's it's supposed to happen different and it's not. So, so, you know, and then you have a baby, whether he comes in three hours or he comes after 26 hours or after you labor for however long, and then you have your cesarean and then you're exhausted. And so, you know, I was exhausted. I remember probably about two days. I know I took a shower that next day, but probably two or three days later, 
George came to me and said, Hey, why don't I take the baby and you go shower? And I don't, I don't know if that was his really gentle way of saying you stank girl, but I'm, I'm sure I, oh I'm sure I didn't smell good, but you know, it was just, it, I was so, I don't know. Same thing. I think I was in a darker place looking back than I yeah. thought in the moment, because I remember thinking in the moment, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. Yes, this is hard. Yes. Nursing hurts because you know, we had tongue ties and lip ties and that was a whole mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember thinking, you know, I was prepared for, I was prepared for this. I know this, you know, I work with a lot of pregnant moms. I talk to them about this. So in my mind, I'm like, I, I'm fine. And then, you know, even preparing for tonight, I'm realizing more and more how much darker it really was because people would ask me, how are you doing? And I would cry. And I, I chalked everything up to being tired, which I was, but you know, I, I think I, I played it off too much to the being tired and, um, Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to be a bother to anyone. I hated that I couldn't help my husband clean the dishes because he just cooked me dinner. And I just, you know, and it's just, oh, well. Oh, that's exactly right. And then how much does that play into nursing? Because both of these experience with both of my babes, like night and day difference. And like how much hormones and like your emotions and how your baby like physically and like emotionally feed off you yeah yeah Yeah, once we um I I think because I didn't nurse much in the beginning because he he didn't get much milk so I didn't produce and so Mm -hmm. we um, we ended up having to get donor milk and once we got donor milk I started producing more just because I wasn't so stressed that he wasn't gonna eat you know eat enough that day yeah and so you're right like you're stressed you know the baby you know not only just the milk production, but baby definitely can tell when you're stressed, you know, and I felt so bad. I would cry and hold him and feel so bad that I was crying because I didn't want him to feel that negative emotion. And so it just made it worse, you know, and I, I talked to people, you know, I talked to my mom. My mom was over all the time. Thank God. Like my mom (laughs) was here. Um, and she is very, she's in the mental health world. And so she was very mm-hmm. concerned with my mental health. And, uh, you know, she never came out and said, Hey, you know, are, do you think you, you might be depressed? But she, she kept a close eye and I knew she was. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that was funny, but just having, having that support there, you know, day or night. And I don't know, I don't know what your situation is there, but you know, having family in town here that I knew would, mm-hmm. would drop anything, you know, if George wanted to go work out and I didn't want to be alone, I could call my mom and say, Hey, I, I need you here to sit on the couch and watch trash TV with me. And she was over in a flash, <laughs> you know? And so having that set up and, and we'll talk a little bit more about like planning for the postpartum period here in a bit, but um, yeah, you know, that was something I didn't really plan. I remember when I was pregnant telling people, I know I'm going to need help, but I don't, I can't imagine why I can't imagine with what. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I really did. And now, you know, for the next round, hopefully I'll be, a little bit more prepared, but like you said, you just you think you're ready for the next one, and then things change. A pandemic happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a pandemic. Who, who the heck could have planned that? Good grief! Right? What yeah. an interesting generation that's going to be coming up. Not only of babies, but of moms that had to, you know, do that with their babies. Yeah, that'll Absolutely. be really interesting to see. You know, kind of the effects of that. Um. Well, let's talk a little bit about the summit. So I. Yeah, it was a really neat time to be in a postpartum, you know, a a pretty immediate postpartum period, and that be the topic for the summit. Um, So I'm just going to put it up to you. So what was something that you really, you know, picked out from yesterday? So the statistics from our first speaker, Valerie Lynn, with the eco uh, box. Yeah. Um, Like, just Malaysia versus America, like of course you hear all these things about the maternal stats like here in the U S but for someone to lay them out that way and just to show you the differences between cultures, it's like blows my mind. Yeah. I didn't see what the U S stat was, but I know she mentioned uh, Malaysia having the lowest rate of postpartum mood disorders at 3%. I don't Mm -hmm. know what America's is. Do you? 
Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't think she mentioned it, but I'm going to go ahead and guarantee it's much higher than that. Um, and it's because they, they take care of their moms immediately postpartum. She talked about um, the healing window of opportunity being that first six weeks immediately postpartum and how mm -hmm. women over there are acting for not just, hey, how you doing? Oh, okay. And then move on to the baby because that's what everybody really wants to get to. But the mom right. is treated so, so special and cared for so much, you know, and she talked about you know, on that eco NATO box, she talked about some of the teas that they have and they do the belly wrapping, um, not to lose weight <laughs> and not to get your bikini body back, but to help, right. heal the, you know, heal the body and, and kind of help, uh, fill that void of their, mm -hmm. where a baby once was. Yeah. And like how they had just stages of cover of recovery. Week two was like digestive well-being and tissue repair. And weeks three through six were physical strengthening and nourishment and how um, other cultures call it like the lying in period, which two weeks here, but other cultures, it's much longer or the golden month. And so, yeah, it's just amazing. Like because of my first postpartum experience being so negative and not that anyone caused it to be negative. That's I mean, that's just how it was laid out man, I watch and I like love on my postpartum moms. Cause that's like, that's my niche. I like, there needs to be more for us period. Yeah. There. And even this, you know, you mentioned this two week lying in period in America. That's like, I, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I missed it, but the only time I've really heard about that is in this really, it's not specific to birth fit, but it's, mm -hmm. it's not a mainstream Thing. you know like I from what I can tell my moms that are giving birth in the hospital which I'm not I'm not here to say one is right one is wrong you know any birth method yeah. is right or wrong yeah. but I've never heard any of my moms well I shouldn't say any of them but I haven't heard many of them talking about any sort of lying in period and I had never heard of that until you know birth fit and then I'm getting ready for my own pregnancy and delivery <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, the only reason I've heard it as well was through BirthFit. And even like, um, I've been with BirthFit since 2017. Um, and they just, I don't even remember them calling it, giving it a name. They just said the first two weeks, like, just take time with your baby and rest, basically. Yeah, so were you able to kind of honor that time and, and do some lying in after either of the babies? Um, as much as I can with the three-year-old, um, I don't remember a whole lot with Nash, but with Bodie, uh, I tried to do my best without, you know, oh, the dishes should be done and Chris isn't here. Like it was still hard to pull back on some of that stuff and ask him like after he had been at work that day, you know, things like that or laundry, but I tried my best. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it is. It's hard because, you know, as much as you are working as, you know, a mother, you know, then your husband who has been working all day, like gets tired too. And it's, it is, it's hard. And, you know, you just, it, I felt, I felt bad. And and I know I shouldn't have because he would have, right. done it. he did Absolutely. it without me asking. Mm -hmm. But I think, I don't know if it's a, well, I definitely do know it's a, you know, it's an American thing. We are, mm -hmm. we aren't taught that that's okay to just fully rely on others during that period, especially. Right. And come, come one week, I was going nuts. Like I, we would take little walks around the block, but I, um, I had so much swelling just from being in labor for so long and, you know, a, a couple other things, but it just hurt. It just hurt to go on walks and I was afraid to do any damage. I didn't, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't want to stall out my healing any, but, uh, you know, so that's all I got out and come a week postpartum. I was, I was going nuts. And so George said, let's get in the car and let's just drive to the coffee shop. And that's it. And just sitting in a car, not in my house with the windows down. Um, that was all I needed, you know? And so I think this period is a really, is a really good idea, but I think people need to be honest with what it means for them and what's going to be the most healing for them. For me to sit, you know, to sit in my bed for two weeks, obviously was not what I needed to heal because mm -hmm. that would be nuts. And so, um, you know, taking, 
taking that time to let yourself heal, but also not letting someone tell you what that should look like. That's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah. Well, and it's, but, well, we, we try to be, you know, you and I, and all of us in like the birth kit world and even like the, you know, prenatal, perinatal chiropractic world. I think we're, we try to be very open to mom's preferences and what's best for mom. But even when we do that, we still think, yeah, but within these walls, this is what should be best for you. And, um, you know, you just learn all the time that no, it's really what is, what is best for you. (laughs) It's just, you never stop learning. Good grief. Cut it out. Uh, Yes. And you can't (laughs) unlearn things. (laughs) Oh, it's hard. Yeah. I really, Valerie Lynn's, um, her presentation on all that, you know, the postpartum, that econeo box and how they, Mm -hmm. the postpartum period in Malaysia and some of these other Eastern cultures was just Mm -hmm. fantastic. So yeah, I agree. I really, um, I like the stats. They were just really eye opening. I thought, yeah, oh yeah, I'm doing that. Like that's, that's me all the way. I can sit in my bedroom for two weeks solid and not get up at all. So let's talk about what we talked about that lying in period. Um, something that I had never heard of. I'm jumping to like the very end of the day. I didn't get the girl's name. I meant to find it. You might know it. The one um, that did the vaginal steaming. Kelly is the steamy chick. Okay. Yeah. So she, I had never even heard of vaginal steaming. Had you? Again, I have only because uh, Dr. Lindsay Matthews and birth, but like, cause she's done it. And then Dr. Lindsay Muma, she does it too, but that's the only way. Yeah. I, and you know, living out here in, Southwest Kansas, we are not big time, you know, <laughs> big time therapies, like, you know, cutting edge, anything. Um, so, and I didn't know if that was something even in Wichita that they're doing, but it really piqued my interest. And so I went and I looked at their website and you can buy, like, you can buy those little saunas for your, yourself, like your personal use. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, which I actually, I'm curious because she said she did a study on it, of uh, postpartum women steaming um yoni steaming and then people who didn't however i'm not sure if like cesarean births were added to that oh i don't know because she said i don't know if you caught it um sometimes there's still lochia left in the uterus yeah even years after birth yeah and that the steaming helps kind of release that from internally and allows the body to um let it go per se but I'm curious as to like C-sections because I, I mean, and I know like it has other great benefits as well too, but. Yeah. So she talked about, you know, it not just being for postpartum. She mentioned, uh, you know, specifically that study, which would be good to uh, pull up and look at. Um, she talked about specifically helping heal those lax ligaments from the uterus. The steaming help actually heal those, which, you know, they kind of were guessing, but you know, something like 16 or 18 ligaments are what holds up the uterus. So it's a lot of, healing that needs to happen absolutely but i'm saying like those things for what like i saw one for like 300 dollars on her site i'm like shoot well, let's just give it a go and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> oh it'd be cool it'd be cool to bring something like that out here because like i said nothing like that out here yeah that'd be interesting to bring out to garden city kansas <laughs> I'm sure I would get a, a strange reputation around town. Yes, responses would be uh, differing. <laughs> oh, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if that happens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So another thing, and uh, was it Heidi Gassler with the pelvic floor PT? Okay, mm-hmm. and you know I wasn't able to catch all of these, so and or all of or all of all of these because yeah. you know babies yeah. and husbands and things so um but just in general let's talk a little bit about pelvic floor pt because again like most things until i started doing birth fit i had never heard of a pelvic floor pt you know and then come to find out we have one here in garden so do you um have you personally been to a pelvic floor pt do you refer to a pelvic floor pt um, I have, and I do now, I wish I had known like pre, like even being pregnant with Nash, I wish like I could have known like what my pelvic floor health was prior to any pregnancies. Cause that would have been great. 
Yeah. So I still haven't been. Can you just talk a little bit um, for our listeners, just a general what even is pelvic floor PT and you experienced during that visit? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to, okay. So my pelvic floor PT here in town, um, is Dr. Heather Rogers at summit PT shout out. Cause she's amazing. Nice. Um, so I saw her, um, she likes to start seeing women. Well, obviously preconception, but at six weeks postpartum, um, once, you know, the bleeding and all that has stopped and, um, go from there. Um, but basically the first visit, she assesses you. She talks about past like sexual history, pregnancies, traumas, um, things like that to get a baseline. And she does an internal check, which means digitally into the vet vagina, uh, feeling all layers of muscle mm-hmm. and whether we're like, there's certain bands that could be tight. The whole pelvic floor could be hypertonic or again, the whole thing can be tight. Um, and just like knowing where you're at can help, in so many different cases, um, whether it's painful intercourse or um, incontinence, so peeing when you're like jump roping at the gym or you cough or sneeze, um, and there's, gosh, so many other conditions. But knowing where I was at, um, it's just helped a ton for this recovery and me like feeling like I'm taking control of my body and helping it heal as much as I can. It's interesting that you, um, that we're talking about this because you've had two cesareans and you Mm -hmm. still, you know, experienced, well, I don't know what you experienced, but you still saw a pelvic Mm -hmm. floor PT and she talked about how that's important because even if you don't deliver vaginally for nine months, you're putting excess pressure, you know, down on all Mm -hmm. those ligaments. And so they, they are still, you are still experiencing trauma on the pelvic floor. Right. Um, so you oh, still yeah. need to address that and help that heal whether, you know, no matter what your method of delivery was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, I can tell you right now, um, pregnancy was easy for me. However, like with Nash, I gained 42 pounds and like, even this is with good nutrition. I don't know where I gained the weight, but, uh, and then with Bodie, it was over 50. So just that much extra weight on top of our pelvic floor, which is like a sling for so many months. Um, with Nash, it was 35 weeks. With Bodhi, it was 40 weeks in a day. So yeah, that's going to need some time to recover along with everything else. And then um, some scar tissue work. And and the pelvic floor PT does the scar tissue work? Yep. She, uh, she helps me find the spots that aren't moving as great as they should. And helps, gives me homework on how to, like, you know, help myself at home. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I really need to do that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's bad on me. Um, well, while we're talking about it, have you, did you see um, a chiropractor while you were pregnant other than your husband? Or were you getting adjusted while you were pregnant? Um, absolutely. I don't know how anybody does it without. Yeah. I got adjusted and had like some muscle and acupuncture work quite a bit from my husband, doctor. Oh, so yeah. Cool. And then I'm sure postpartum, you were also getting adjusted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Between I- nursing and gosh, I don't know why this recovery was so much different. I actually had used a walker at home to get from the couch to the bathroom for just for that extra support no shame. Like I, I used a walker for at least a week just to give myself some extra like, uh, help. Yeah. I, I can totally see that. And I wish I would have had one. Cause that sounds like it would have been very helpful. You were seeing pregnant women, <clears throat> pregnant women and postpartum women before you had even Nash, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I was always nervous to do that. Well, I started out, you know, when we graduated, I was nervous to do that because I, I was afraid people would, you know, say, well, she's never been pregnant. She doesn't know what she's been through. And I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think you need to have work, been pregnant yourself to work with pregnant or, you know, postpartum women. Um, But gosh, having been pregnant and having been postpartum, it really does give you a little bit of a, just a leg up to know. Yeah. that. (laughs) Yes. No, I, (laughs) 
I felt the exact same way. And I don't know how many times I said it, like, how do these pregnant women, like, why would they trust or understand what I said and that I understand because I've never experienced it myself. So absolutely. I had that same mindset. Yeah. And now you can use it, you know, looking back because I had, you know, I had some pretty severe SI joint pain during my pregnancy at different, uh, at different points. And, yeah. uh, and again, I didn't want to bother George because he was seeing patients all day long and I got to stay home and take a nap after lunch because I just was tired. <laughs> um, yeah. but then when I would have him adjust me, Oh my gosh, it like my SI joint pain away, you know, imagine that. And so yeah. having that when I'm like, you know, you know, my pregnant moms are coming in and they're, you know, kind of on the fence about, well, do I need to be seeing a chiropractor? Do I need to be seeing a chiropractor very often? Or how often should I? And then I can draw from, you know, of course, my experience is not going to be their experience. But, you know, I can just draw from my own experience and say, no, chiropractic really just, it, it not only gets you out of pain, but it just gets your body where it needs to be to right. you know, get that baby delivered and, and to heal afterwards. So it's just, it's so silly. The things we, <laughs> the things we think, I don't know, but I am definitely happy to have had the experience, not only because now I have my son, but yeah, just to be able to work with moms on a new level, I think. Yeah. So what else from the summit did you, uh, did you pull out? There was a few like random things like the cost of surrogacy, which interesting enough, I had this conversation with a patient just the week before, like, I did not know how much it costs to have a surrogate. Now I didn't get to catch, I had him on in the background while I was doing mm -hmm. other things. So I didn't really catch yeah. it. How much is it? Or I mean, well, like, I mean, cause for the egg and paying for like every expense while the surrogate is pregnant, like probably five figures. Ooh, we, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Cause that guy, Nuna Costa, is that his name? Nuno? 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 Nuno. Okay. Nuno Costa. Yeah. And he did that as a, as a single parent, right? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, that, that's not a, uh, postpartum experience traditionally, but he definitely got thrown into new baby life real quick. And, you know, I don't know if he, oh, sure. I, I know he talked about like his support systems that he had in place. Yeah. Cause his baby was also born right before all the COVID things happened right. as well. Yeah. And so being a single parent and being secluded, I, ugh, I can't imagine. No. I can't. I actually have another friend there in Wichita that had her baby, um, maybe April. Yeah. And, uh, I know, you know, her mom wasn't able to come and stay with her for mm -hmm. like she had planned, like, Oh gosh. So sad. And not just, well, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know, but you know, just all the things you would again have planned, you know, I, I mean, my mom's going to come and get to be with this baby and, or, you know, family or friends. And, and you don't, get to do that and you know right right hmm. yeah had I had I mean had we had her like one month longer like because um Nash stayed with us at the uh the hospital hotel <laughs> oh wow both nights we were there and he enjoyed it and had fun like because just we made an experience for him too but I mean had it been a month later like um I know that at one of the hospitals once you were there you were there you couldn't even leave Mm -hmm. What? A, yeah, what a definitely interesting postpartum story different than anybody else, you know, than, I guess. For um, sure. So another thing that they had talked about was just kind of this postpartum plan. I think, again, it was Kelly with Steamy Chick. I don't know. I must have just, her voice must have caught my <laughs> ear or something. And she was, I mean, they were all great to listen to that on that panel. Um, yeah. And, you know, she talked about kind of her postpartum plan. So when we got pregnant, we did a lot of preconception planning because I love like the concept of preconception planning. And I'm working a lot with that in my practice. Um, mm -hmm. So we did a lot of preconception planning. We did a lot of, you know, the labor and delivery planning and then it stopped. 
And I don't know how we kind of that, you know, I made some freezer meals maybe. Um, yeah. But, you know, she talked about hiring a cleaning lady. I'm like, good grief. Why didn't I think of that? Because you know, <laughs> that's the best money she spent postpartum. So just thinking about, you know, we do, we, well, first of all, we plan for delivery and labor, you know, and kind of like the actual pregnancy time a lot in America, I would say, mm-hmm. but we don't plan right. for preconception at all, at all. Um, and then I think the planning for postpartum is pretty minimal as well. And so just putting together a plan for what do I want that time to look like? Who do I need to, you know, have it on my team, my postpartum team? Um, not just Mm -hmm. your midwife or your OBGYN, um, you know, maybe a lactation consultant. She was really good, not only in helping me with, you know, nursing because we had the ties and, you know, that was very challenging and never having nursed before never had, you know, not even knowing how my pub worked. Um, I guess my sister came over and showed me, but you know, you know, yeah. what you're doing, you know, your brain's in such a fog, but you know, every time our lactation consultant would come to the house and she would ask me, like, look me in the eye and say, how are you doing? Not just, Hey, how's it going? Okay. Let's get to work. Like she wanted to make sure I was okay. I wasn't, yeah. but you know, she asked. <laughs> and so yeah. Um, you know, she was a great person to have on the team. My mom, you know, thank God my mom knew she would needed, needed to be here anyway, without me asking and without me planning mm-hmm. on that, but she was over, mm-hmm. you know, just who do you need on your team and what are you going to need to have done? Nuna or new, Nunu? Good grief. Why can't I remember that? He <laughs> talked about, um, you know, how people do meal trains. He talked about exercise trains and having people come over to look, well, it's going to look a little different for you know, postpartum moms, but having someone come over and care for the baby so he could go work out and keep his sanity that way. So I think just what are you going to need help with the baby so you can feel the best, you know, and heal the way you need to. And just having someone to come over and watch the baby while you nap, you know, Mm -hmm. that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so many um, resources out there that people like, they just don't know. Um, like I had a lactation consultant this time as well. And like the best thing I got out of our first experience, our first visit was um, also she came to our home, which made it even ten, like that much better. Yes. Um, was her saying like, yes, you are, you're, you're doing a great job. You're doing good. This is what you should be doing. This is what you should be feeling like, whether it was physical or, um, even just weighing the baby like pre and post feeding, knowing that they're getting like enough. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I guess like when she falls off the, like when she just unlatches, like I guess she's full type deal. Like, you know, cause you're just weighing it every time. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, luckily this time around, we did close the office for two weeks. So Chris's paternity leave got to be longer and he got to be home with us more. So that helped a ton too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's just people out there that truly care for you, like the lactation and even the pelvic floor PT and um, any type of therapist out there, like they are there for you. You just need to reach out and, you know, ask. Mm-hmm. And not be and afraid your to ask. Mis- yeah. 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 Chiropractors for sure. Make sure you talk to your (laughs) chiropractors. Well, and even, you know, even if, because we're not therapists, you know, we can love on our patients and we can guide them. But at some point, you know, if you need a therapist, you need a therapist and, but your chiropractor can still help you find that person. You know, we're not just there to just, you know, adjust the body. We're there to take care of your entire well-being, And if that includes your mental health, well, and it does include your mental health, even if we have to, you know, kind of shuttle that in another channel, um, you know, we want that for our patients because that's what's best for them. And that's, what's going to help them and their whole bodies heal. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's been my, like, just cause again, my first postpartum series, I didn't know who I could turn to. I didn't know who was available to me, mm-hmm. which is why my office or me personally, um, like use me as a resource like um Wichita like local people even Hutch and like surrounding towns like 
use me and ask. If I don't know, I will find someone who does for you. Well, so here's a good time just to, if you want, um, is there a, a good way that people could contact you if maybe they're not already patients and they want more information? Um, how yeah. can they contact yeah. you? Absolutely. So um, email is, is uh, info at ictchiro.com. Um, that's ictchiro.com. Um, both Dr. Cress and myself each have a Facebook business page. It's ICT chiropractic and acupuncture dash Dr. Sarah or Dr. Chris, um, Instagram. <laughs> I have a lot of pages. <laughs> um, Instagram is, Oh gosh, I should probably know this. <laughs> um, so there's wichita.birthfit.leader, um, or ICT underscore chiropractic. Cool. So I try yeah. to be as active as possible on all those channels. Yeah. And I mean, even, even someone that, you know, like I said, isn't a patient, but if they're looking for a, you know, a, a perinatal postpartum or preconception chiropractor, they of course can go to you. But I think just being able to talk to anyone in the birth world, because we know, you know, I'm obviously not a midwife. I'm not a doula, but I know the doulas and the midwives in my area. You know, I know the pelvic floor PTs in my area. So just reaching out to any of the birth professionals, you know, if you need someone else on your team. So this therapy, um, I think, I hope I got it right, but this gal on the summit, um, I think it was Anya Willoughby. I think it was her that talked about, gosh, I hope I'm right. Um, that talked about having your therapist locked down before you deliver because you don't want to wait until you are in like the pits of despair of postpartum depression before you start looking for a therapist to work with. So just talking to, you know, a, maybe even a couple er therapists in the area, I think people don't realize, women don't realize that you can interview any of your providers, your chiropractor, your medical doctor, your midwife, and that includes your therapist, you know, if you have the option out here, our options are pretty limited, but I still yeah. interviewed a couple, well, one OBGYN realized I definitely mm -hmm. did not want to work with her. So, and you know, that's as good of information as if you do want to work with them. So find who you click with and who you would want to work with. And maybe you don't even, maybe you don't see a therapist postpartum, but right. maybe you do, and maybe you need to, and you have that person already on your team you already have an, a relationship established so not only you know are you having to make that leap of now I need to go to therapy but you don't also have to create a new relationship as well yeah that would just be a bit too exhausting oh, that's just so that sounds exhausting um just getting out of the house to go to an office sounds exhausting so yeah just that's one more thing you can do when you're planning for the postpartum period um, so that was, I had one more, I have one more that I wanted to talk about from yesterday, but go ahead. Is there any other, is there another point or two you want to talk about what you learned or what you picked out from yesterday? Um, I think all of the main ones we've already like covered that, but I actually wrote notes down and, um, okay attention to <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know well, it's a long day especially when you're when you're at home and you have other responsibilities so I understand yeah. um I made sure like I had George take the baby when I when Brittany Anderson and Jess Brown came on because I mm -hmm. definitely wanted to listen to them they talked about um uh nourishing the body the mind of the body I think is what their title was for the postpartum period and it was just really fun. You know, they obviously, they talked about like actual nutrition and nutrients, but it was, yeah. um, I really liked when they talked about the feminine versus masculine energy and how things like counting macros and like lining out your, your, um, oh, like meal prep, like those kind of things yeah. are a very masculine way to approach nutrition. And the feminine energy is more of like, a flow and feeling what does my body need and really listening to your body. So I just really, I really liked the way they put that because it really puts it into perspective why, you know, that's probably why so many of my female patients have such a hard time counting their macros, counting their calories, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
And I just, I loved that because it just really, I think it gives us a little bit more grace and a little more permission to listen to our bodies. And it's not just, no, this is what I want. And I'm, you know, I'm going to get it. No, that's your feminine energy saying, this is what my body needs right now. And I'm giving myself permission to give it that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They had such good points as well. Like that feeling of uncomfort in the body and just like, again, like you said, like listening, like you are going to know what you need best. And um, when it came to mind, like I did prep a few meals prior to uh, Bodhi being born. And you know what? Postpartum, they did not sound appetizing at all. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. Uh, Right? So, I mean, Chris had some meals and I was just like, nope, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) Uh, And went in a completely different direction. So, yeah. Well, and you know, it's, you don't know what your body is going to need and every pregnancy is different and every baby is different. So, you know, every recovery is going to be different. Uh, I, when I think about giving myself what it needs though, I just think back, it was so funny when I was pregnant, I remember it was pretty early on in pregnancy and I was pretty nauseous my first trimester, just a really constant low grade nausea. But I remember sitting on the couch and like, we don't, we don't eat Burger King and McDonald's, you know, (laughs) And, and their commercials would come on. And I remember one time crying and Georgia sitting next to me and I wasn't like an emotional pregnant. I thought I would be, but I wasn't, but I yeah. remember crying. He's like, what? <laughs> it just kind of bless his heart. That's George's reaction in a very loving way. I make fun of him, but um, he's yeah. like, why are you crying? And I was just like, I want that. And I know I, I, I know I don't want it. And I know I should not put that chunk in my body. I, I think I just felt so guilty that I was craving a Burger King anything at that moment I just I know that's not what I needed to give my body and I didn't thank god I had George here um but it's just so funny when I think about giving my body what it needs I think back to that and (laughs) I don't I don't think I've ever craved Burger King or at least not in like the last 15 years since I was in school right right whatever oh man well (laughs) that summit was so good I don't know I know it's not available to the public now. I know before people could buy mm-hmm. tickets um, and I don't know as far as like any follow-up information, what the public can experience from that summit. Um, yeah. You can yeah. go to BirthFit's page, I'm sure, and find the presenters that were on there. And some of the presenters that we talked about here, there was a lot of great presenters that we didn't talk about on this episode here, um, mainly because, you know, Dr. Sarah and I probably didn't get to catch them um, because we had a lot going on yesterday. But it's, you know, check that out. I know we talked about the birth fit lying in period just briefly, but that is available and free for anyone who signs up for the birth fit newsletter. So if you want to get that and check into that, um, that's a really good program just to look at. And, you know, again, it doesn't have to be this masculine energy of this is what today, you know, is on the schedule today. So this is what I'm going to do today. No, just give your body what it needs and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. feel out um, what you can and want to do for that day. Um, and let's see what else the presenters and the lying in period. Um, and really, I believe I will be buying one of those eco-natal postpartum kits from Valerie Lynn. Um, I just mm-hmm. want that now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm 10 months postpartum, but you know, you're postpartum for life. So I'd like to heal a little bit extra from that. Cause that sounds awesome. And definitely have that not only for myself, for our next baby, whenever that happens, but um, have that resource in our office for our, our postpartum patients. That sounded like a really nice kit. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Cause I mean, health and that just all the little like things that she's brought into this box to help heal, like physically and mentally, like after baby's fear is just gives your body that just something extra it needs and it's probably craving and thriving for giving you kind of an excuse to say no now I need to go take my you know my bath or no I need to go drink my tea it it kind of gently forces you or gives you and gives you again permission to do those things and to take care of not only your baby but take care of yourself because oh yes 
this is a good one to end on, but she did put in her slides, taking care of mom is taking, no, taking care of baby is taking care of mom. Which one was it? <laughs> taking care of mom <laughs> is taking care of baby. So like, if you take care of the mom, you're taking care of the baby. So we, right. that's why we need to focus a lot of that energy onto taking care of mom. Baby is going to get taken care of. Don't worry. People will take care of baby. You need to take care of yourself in order right, to absolutely. take care of your baby. Well, yeah. glad I really botched that, but I think we got the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 10. Oh my God. It's 1030. We need to go to bed. Okay. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for doing this and doing it after bedtime. I know that's really precious time um, for you and for your husband. So um, if you want to contact Dr. Sarah, I'm going to put her contact information in the show notes. If you need to ask any questions for me or about the show, um, prairiesagehealth.com or Dr. Sin at prairiesagehealth.com, you can email us and Dr. Sarah, just thank you so much. Good luck with the new babe and with Nash and your practice. And I just really, I'm happy to have you in Wichita. I actually did my, my friend that had her baby in April. I referred her to you. I don't know if she ended up going, but, um, well, thank you. We do have your information because we do have people asking about, you know, providers in Wichita. So we send them over there when we can. And, uh, I'm just happy you're so close, but, Thanks for being on and like I said, staying up with me and having mom brain with me. Yeah, no, thank you for, for inviting me and having me. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, we should talk soon. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to our website at prairiesagehealth.com. You can also find us on Facebook under the same name or Instagram at prairie.sage.health. If you found this podcast interesting or exciting, please follow us and share with a friend who may enjoy it as well. Now go and have a great day.